Uh, okay. Good morning, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Morning Glory Sessions. So today I want to talk about the true costs of your actions because this is something that I encounter a lot with guys you coach with or guys you coach because no one really ever focuses in on what are the true costs of your actions or in most guys' cases, inactions. Now, the guys I deal with predominantly are men in their 40s, 50s, who are, what you would say, hello Lauren, how are you? And Richard, how are you doing? Um, they're not what you would call like athletes, shall we say, right? They've, been, they've maybe played football 20 years ago and then they've got married, they've got kids and they've fallen into this habit of eating food, not exercising, maybe playing a bit of golf, maybe a bit of five-a-side once a week. And the weights come on and they're no longer feeling like the men they were. And they're after that sort of feeling again. They want to feel more more like a man again. The reality is, after the conversations I've had over the years, most guys overweight, they won't admit this openly. But when you get them one-on-one and you build up a relationship and you start talking to them about things, they eventually come around to accepting that, admitting, sorry, that they don't like who they are. And... They want to change, but the fear of changing is is so is so great that it usually knocks them back. They get them to cycle for maybe 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks, but something, some life throws at them, derails them, and then they fall back off the wagon, then it takes them a while to get back on it. And it's that usual cycle. We all know what I'm talking about. Most of us have been there. But what are the true costs of, these, of this inaction or the costs of your action? Because reality is, when you decide not to take the train, when you decide to avoid eating the food, you know you should. When you avoid when you avoid going for the walks, you know you should. That's still action. You're still taking action. You just the action isn't right for you or for your goal. But none of us really actually want to go deeper into the thoughts of well, what are the true costs of me not taking making the moves I need to make? Well, if you're a father, your kids are going to be watching you. They're, they're, you're their greatest influence. You're their first influence. You're the you're the king, the hero. Whether it be your dad, your daughter, your 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 dad, your daughter's first king. Like there's no one gonna be able to match their father. And they the the influence you give on those children at a young age. They're gonna judge all of their men on that. And then as if a son, well, your son's gonna look at you as their hero. He's gonna be the you're gonna be the guy. The man that they think is the strongest, the fastest, the best fighter, the protector. So what image are you presenting to them? Because your inaction or or your actions are determining what their perception of the world is going to be like. Who they're going to be or the chances of influencing them, who they're going to be as an adult is much greater. So if you're sitting in the house and you're eating your Doritos and you're fucking watching binge watching Netflix and you're drinking every night or you're eating takeaways and you're whatever it is, you're cheeky to the wife, how you talk to the wife, how you talk to other people, all of this is building up their perception of the world. And when you start realizing that as a parent, you are no longer it's no longer about you. It's that your your life is no longer yours, shall we say, because everything you do will have a direct influence on the children, everything they see you doing, everything they do, they don't see you doing, so we say we're sitting in the house not training, not exercising, not eating properly, that is having a direct effect on how they think life should be. And this is the true cost of your actions.
as a father, and I'm only talking about people who are fathers, people who are parents, but even if you're not a father, you're creating a habit. And if you end up becoming a father down the line, well, that habit's going to be hard to break. And you're probably going to have that, and that the influence you have on your child is going to be one that you probably don't want for your children. You ultimately, we all want our kids to be better than, to be a better person than we were. We, we, we want them to, we hope that they, we can pass on our mistakes and our knowledge and our experience and they can take that knowledge in and then apply it themselves and as they get older, become a better human being than we did. And, and our goal should be to help them navigate the, the earth, not to make them live their own, not to live, make them live the lives we want to live. We should be guides. The, the one thing I've come to realise is Sive and Aveline are not mine. We, we tend to call our children ours. But they're not really ours. We're just guides. They're they're their own person, their own identity, their own personality. We may see traits, like I see a lot of traits in Sive that I have as a child, and I also see a lot of traits in Evelyn that I have a child. But doesn't mean they're me. And I think we all, as parents, fall into this trap. We think, you know, we see we see so many traits our our children have because they've watched us and because they've they've got our genes. But ultimately, they're our, they're their own people. And our goals, our our job should be to guide them through life and help help them navigate this confusing as fuck world, especially as it's getting more and more confusing. But the influence that we have on them cannot be overemphasized. And if you're if you're a dad and you're sitting on your arse all day, and you're you're always quitting, you're always giving up, you're you're always finding excuses not to do what you know you should do. No matter what you tell your kids, no matter what you how you try to influence them verbally, ultimately it's the actions you take are going to be the greatest determinant factors to who their influences are going to be, how they're going to be influenced in their life. And if you don't accept that and you ignore that and you try to justify your stories or living your life the way you're living it now, if you know that the life you're living is not the ultimate life you should be living, you know, you know you're better than this, you know you could achieve more, but just... Life has hit you down, knocked you down a bit, and you just you you're, you're falling into your own stories. You're falling prey to the fear, your own fears, and those your own fears are holding you back. You've got to remember that justifying not facing those fears is also keeping you in a certain mold, the, the the guy you don't want to be, and the guy you don't want to be is the guy influencing your children, and you've got to look at yourself and ask yourself if you're like. I look at me today and I go, would I want my daughters to marry someone like me? And the answer is no, definitely not. I'm a stubborn, overweight fucker, but I've accepted that. And I take, I'm taking steps gradually to change that. Now, I'm not saying that everyone needs to be hard on themselves and um, put themselves down and feel shit about themselves. You just need, you just need to be, you just need to be honest with yourself. You just need to tell yourself, speak to be honest with yourself and, and discover your own faults and be honest with what, what your own faults are because your own faults are also influencing your children. I listen, you can learn from your mistakes. If, like I have learned so much from my mistakes. I have learned so much. I've, I've made so many mistakes myself. And I, but I, when I do that and I, I, I'm very reflective, I'd be a very deep person, as some of you probably know. And um, when I, when I, if I fight with Gail, I will, like, I, I'm a, I'll scream, I'll shout, never. And if I'm, see if I don't think I'm wrong, by the way, I never back down in my nightmare that way, but I'm too stubborn that way. But if I'm wrong, I like to go away and reflect and then 
come back and admit that I was wrong and then try to change who I have changed that um, trait in myself and try to hold myself accountable to change that. And that's how that's how you that's how you grow as a person. It's all about not not making not not making mistakes. You, we are human. We're all going to make mistakes, and we have to accept we're going to make mistakes. It's not learning from the mistakes is the problem. Sorry, can you please do a little bit about how desperate luck needs to end the joke? I will do. I will do one day. I will do soon. Trust me. But not at this moment. I'm getting too pissed off with that stuff, so I'm trying to avoid doing it. It's too angry. I'm too angry about it. So yeah. But um, yeah, you need to be you need to be more reflective on who you are because when you look inside yourself and you can be honest with yourself, where you 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 should be able to see your 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 bad traits, the traits you like about yourself, the traits you don't like about yourself, and you should be willing to try to change those traits because if you can change those traits, guess who's watching? Your kids, and. It's, it's it gives you it gives you more ammunition. It gives you more evidence of how you don't have to be that person, and that can be explained to your children. And this is what I do to my daughters. Like my side's only seven years old, but her confidence isn't great. She, she, she's she's confident in certain things, but in other aspects, she's very unconfident. She, she she lacks it. And I like to use my. I can see a lot of her, her a lot of her personality. It was what I was like as a child: shy, reserved, believe it or not. Um, empathetic believe it or not but and i i can sort of empathize with her because i understand her sort of position right now and how shy she is and how, how she doesn't like conflict because as a child i didn't like conflict i had to teach myself to face conflict and to, to not back down this is this is the person i am today was not the child i was if that makes sense i was the complete polar opposite of who i am today <clears throat> and i can see that in, in save now my goal is to help save navigate this world in a way that does not affect the way I was affected as a child. Because my childhood, the bullying I received, the, the fear that I lived in, was the reason why I created this person who was terrified and who tried suicide so many times. It's taken me all these years, 43 years, to get myself to a point where the confidence is there and the self-belief is there and the understanding that I can achieve whatever I need to achieve if I just put my mind to it. That's taken years to cultivate. So when I see Saif making the similar mistakes... I try to I try to talk to her as a child, but tell her the experiences that I've had as a child and and the, the and highlight the pitfalls and mistakes that I made and how I got over them. But do it in a way that children understand. But I can only do that through experience. So because you're overweight, because you're because you're not happy who you are, doesn't mean that it's not a good lesson. And I need I think people need to understand that understanding a lesson, understanding the lessons life teaches you. Every every everything we experience in life is a lesson. Everything doesn't matter if it's good or bad; it's still a lesson. And if you understand how to apply it, you can improve your life and you can improve your children's life. And ultimately, that's what we want. We we want to to make our children's lives as I wouldn't say as pain free as possible because pain's a teacher, and it's impossible to go through life without pain. But more so, teach your children how to deal with the pain, have the confidence and resilience and fortitude to to overcome the pain that you're going to experience in life because life is pain. That's just how it is. You know, we without without um, pain, we can't have pleasure. Without sadness, we can't have happiness. You know, we, we, need, we need this, we need this um, yin and yang experience in life to actually experience what life is. So, the cost, the true cost of your actions, you've got to ask yourself is, 
when you're sitting there and you're you know you should be doing your training, you know you should be eating better, you know you shouldn't order Chinese, you know you shouldn't like have that slice of pizza, but you still do it anyway. What are your children doing? Are your children watching you? Are your children looking at you going, well, that is what I want in my life. That is that's who I want to be. That's who I want to live. That's the type of man I want to live with. And if your actions are not standing up to the standards you would want for your children, then you've got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? What is it your what is it your what 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 is making you do something that you know you don't want to be doing? And you've got to get to that point where you can exp- you can then start unraveling that per that man inside you and and seeing the traits and the points that you don't like about yourself and changing them. I know this is very deep. <laughs> I do this all the time, but this is this is you're just getting experience in the my mind, how my mind works. This is what I think about 24-7, how I think all the time. And it's for me, it's good. It's a reflection thing is needed to happen for everyone. And I don't think enough of us do reflect on ourselves. I think the society we live in is full of blame. Danny, how's it going, mate? Our society is, we live in a culture that pointing the finger at other people is easier than actually looking inside ourselves. I'd be very stoic in my approach to life. And, um, you know, understanding that you are the architect of your life is is a, is a, it's a very freeing experience once you understand that the life is going to throw shit at you. Life throws shit at us all, and everyone will experience similar situations. Not the same, but the very similar situations. And it's how we deal with them, how we respond to them, is going to determine the outcome. And that's why a lot of people, like when I when I owned um, Fight Academy Ireland, there was a lot of people bad mouth me and. I got annoyed at that point. At this point, when I was in my, I think it was thirty maybe at the time, and I was very immature and was I was, was very reserved and very um aggressive, because I was very defensive. But I remember a lot of people always bad mouthing who they think they are. Look at them. But now at forty three years old, I look back and I go, that wasn't anything to do with me. That was to do with them. That was their own personalities. They weren't happy with who they were, and it was easier for them to point the blame at me, but point the finger at me because me succeeding was highlighting to them their feelings. And rather than them then actually going inside themselves and looking at their own feelings and looking, well, and using that as an influence, well, if he can do it, I can do it. It's easier for them to badmouth me. And then they find a group of people who are of a similar mindset. And then that sort of cancerous culture builds in them. They're all bitching about someone's success because ultimately that success is highlighting to them their lack of success. And the only reason they haven't got success is because they haven't had the balls to try it themselves. They, they haven't had the balls to fail. I have failed over and over and over and over and over again. I, I, I've, the amount of times I feel is ridiculous, but because of those feelings, I'm able to go away. And the, by the way, the feelings were, were painful to the point where suicide was an option a couple of times, but luckily it didn't. But because of those feelings and because of the, the sort of stoic attitude I've gotten, I have, I've, called, I've taught myself to have over the years. I'm able to reflect off that, and I'm able to then apply the lessons that I find from it into the next experience and then it makes it better like primal for example for five years i've, I've owned primal five years i can remember in 2017 december 2017 i didn't eat food for three days because i had the choice between giving the money to my ex-partner for the children for christmas or feeding myself that was that was the point i was at that there was it was such a bad i was buying uh, my business partner at the time and I had literally no money. He sprung it on me that he wanted it, he wanted out, and I had to get this certain I had to get a certain amount of money up in a very short period of time. And I literally had no money. And it was a very depressing. I was sleeping 
on the on the mattress, the green mattress in the gym, because I literally could not afford the day the petrol because I was living in North Belfast in my friend's house and I couldn't afford to have the pet to, to afford a diesel to travel to North Belfast back to Lisbon every day. So I had to choose Monday to Friday I slept in the gym to save myself the diesel money. And then I had to build a primal and they were dark days. They were they were really trying days. But because of that try, because of that experience, it's helped me grow and it's helped me become the guy I am today. I, I've I've got more strength from that misery. Because I one, I never want to bite back at that time again. But two, I know that if I ever do hit that that point again, I know that I've got the strength. I've had the experience to get myself back out there. And that's what life does. Life teaches us lessons. The painful lessons that we all try to avoid are usually the greatest teachers for us if you know how to apply it and if you think about it properly. And you then you then apply the mistakes you made. That experience helped me helped me form the culture that I needed in Primal to make it the success it is today. And I know 100% that even the few members have lost over lockdown, that as soon as these gyms open, I will have Primal busier than ever because I've got the belief in myself because I've been there, I've done it, I've, I know how to do it now. And I know that it's it's taught me the, it's taught me how to, to, to know the people I want to teach, the people I want to coach, and the people I don't want to coach, which is more important. I know the type of client I don't want in Primal. And it's through those experiences because I had I had run-ins with Primal was making me miserable for about a year because I was never coaching the right people, and I was so desperate for so desperate to make it a success that I just took on anyone, and it was and I've now I've learned those experiences that my actions, the actions that I was taking them days was giving me the wrong clients and the wrong clients were making me miserable and it was making me miserable. I wasn't enjoying the job. I wasn't enjoying the business. And that's the whole idea of owning your own business. It should be a passion. And then I was able to, I was able to go, I was brought down to that darkest point, and then I came back out of it. But that was through experience, and they were my actions, and I was able to reflect on myself and go, well, where did I make mistakes? What was I doing right? And I was able to apply them. And it's the same as you as a parent. Where are you making mistakes? Be honest with yourself. Where, where what mistakes have you made as a parent? And reflect on it and ask yourself these questions. And then when you, when you, when you recognize your mistakes. You can start finding solutions to the problems because the problem, well, I think the problem is a lot of us always focus on the problems. We're never focusing on finding the solution. And it's just that simple switch in mindset. If you're, you're where your um where your focus goes, energy flows. So if you're always focusing on I can't get clients or I am a shit power parent or I can't change my diet or I can't train, well then that's where the energy is going to go. The energy is going to go on to proving you right. I've done this talk before. The proof brain, uh, the think brain, and the proof brain, in the simplistic terms, the think brain's job is to think. The proof brain's job is only to prove the think brain right. So if you're thinking <clears throat> you're a shit dad. <clears throat> If you're thinking, I can't train. If you're thinking, I'm a fat mess. If you're thinking, I can't change my diet. Well, then the proved brain's job is simply to prove that thought right. And that means you're going to be stuck in that loop over and over again. And the simple solution to that is change the question. Change the thought you're having in your head. Change it from and the, the habitual thought. Remember, 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. 95% of those thoughts are the exact same as the day before. The exact same as the day before that. The exact same as the day before that. So these thoughts become habitual. And these habitual thoughts are going to be the subconscious mind telling you a story you don't even realize you're telling yourself. So when you find yourself saying, I'm fat. When you find yourself saying, I can't do that. I can guarantee that goes back to you thinking for years about you can't do something you can't you weren't good at football you weren't good at whatever in school and of those 
those habits, your parents may have told you you weren't good at that and you held on to that belief and those thoughts have continuously happened, 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 bump, 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 and it's now created the personality you are today. And that's, and, and the, the true cause of your actions are you're never going to take action because you don't believe you're capable of doing that, taking that action. So instead of focusing, I can't, just focus and say, I can't. It's that simple. You're you're literally telling yourself a different story. I can. You might believe you can at that moment, but it's sort of a case of like fake it until you make it. You know, if you think you if you tell yourself I can do it, and you take that leap, and let's let's take fitness for example, you take that leap and you join Primal, even though you don't believe you can do it, even though you believe you're going to be the fattest guy there, you're going to be the useless guy there, you're going to be the most uncoordinated guy there, you're going to be the weakest guy there. You just turn up anyway, and within a week you'll realize. Fuck, it's not as bad as I thought it was. The fear that I had wasn't as great as the actual doing. The, the prime example I gave you the other day was talking about daughters. Save, we were up in um, Murdoch Beach and there was a sand dune. Now, Rory jumped off the sand dune. Lucia jumped off the sand dune. There was a bit of fear, a bit of trepidation there, but they both done it. Save absolutely freaked out. She's got my, my fear heights in her, in her soul. And it absolutely petrified her. And I mean, we had this, we had to have a real discussion. Say, do it, come on. And she wouldn't listen to me. She wouldn't listen to me. She chose to listen to Rory and Lucia, her own peers, who were saying, you can't do it. You know, just be kids being kids. And it took me quite a while to make her jump off. And she jumped off. She realized, she didn't like it, but she realized she could do it. And I was able to use that example of like, did you see what you've done? You listened to, you were listening to other voices instead of listening to the person who was trying to encourage you, you were listening to the people who were discouraging you and you started believing that story. And that's what we all do. We all tend to listen to the people who tell us we can't do it because that's our internal belief. And that is like, it's almost like an anchor. It's almost like a, a support mechanism. Thank God I'm not the only person who thinks like that. And when we're thinking like that, then we're, acting, we're, we're then allowing our actions to be dictated by those thoughts. And the true cause of your actions are, your children are watching that. The true cost of your actions are you're never going to be the man you could be. The true cost of your actions are you're going to remain this person who you're unhappy with being. And that's mad to me. That's insanity. You know, because ultimately we can change that by simply changing our thoughts. I say it all the time, you know, thoughts become our actions. Our actions dictate our life. Do you know, it dictates who we are. So it's very simple. Reflect on who you are. Deep on today, finish off for the weekend, it's maybe uh, over your heads maybe a bit, but if you start thinking about these things and you actually question yourself and you question your true actions, you can find yourself coming up with the answers that can catapult you to the, become the person you want to become. I'll see you next week and uh, have a good weekend.